salutations and videos. And welcome to... God, that was a terrible intro. And welcome to Video Zone. I think every greeting is now copyrighted. I probably can't even say kia ora, because I just... I imagine every podcast in New Zealand starts with kia ora. So, greetings, and welcome to Video Zone, the enigmatic podcast that I've been teasing for a couple of days on the old social media. Now you get to find out what it actually is. Well, wouldn't you like to know? Maybe I should just stay coy... Like, not even this episode, like every episode, just teasing what Video Zone might be. Well, the premise is quite simple. Every week I pick out a videotape and I look at it. I look at the case it came in and I I do uh, my magic. This is like a crime show. This is like Cold Case. Each week I pick a new video that will tell me something about the history of VHS culture, which I guess started in the late 70s and wrapped up, I would say, around the mid-2000s. So it was going on for a good 25 to 30 years. So I want to start at the start. So I was looking for the oldest one I could find in my collection, which is not actually my collection. It's a friend of mine lives in America now, and he was kind of a hoarder. And a woman fell pregnant in America, which meant that he had to go there to uh, live (laughs) and uh, be a dad. And so he left all of his many hoardings with all of his few friends. And uh, so now I've got like about five boxes of these fucking things, which may or may not have had something to do with why I decided to do this kind of podcast for y'all. There were a few that I just couldn't, I couldn't figure out how old they were. There's one that might be from the 70s, but my fucking VCR player won't rewind the the last five minutes, which is the only, which is all I need. Because if there's trailers at the start of the of the video, it'll that'll tell you exactly when the fucking thing came out. But this one I've narrowed down to about 1980. <laughs> Excuse me. It's called Galaxina. It's a sci-fi kind of sexy, like Z-grade film uh, with no stars in it. Although, I'll get to that later because there's something pretty interesting there. The tagline is, uh, in the 31st century, man finally created a machine, dot, 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 with feelings. And it's, it's R-rated and it stars Playboy Playmate of the Year, Dorothy Stratton. The year being, I'm sure, like 1979. Uh, directed by nobody, produced by nobody, you know, I looked these people up and they, they, you know, ran super shit film companies that put out super shit movies on the cheap. And one of them was this one. Now, the distributor is called uh, Video Classics Gold, which was in Pacific Highway, North Sydney. And I was watching the trailers at the start. They're not like any other film trailers I've ever seen. The guy is clearly a guy hired by Video Classics, Pacific Highway, North Sydney. The voiceover is this Australian guy who's putting on a bizarre kind of character voice. He's clearly trying to be funny, but he sounds like there's something wrong with him. I guess I'll include uh, samples if I can. Half-suffering sciatica. And from the most daring of Hollywood's daring, ah yes, John Derrick, ex-husband of Ursula Andrews, Linda Evans, and now married to Bo Derrick, expresses his astonishing... Trailers are everything, you know? Major motion picture, you gotta have a trailer with the big voice and the, and the, the sub-bass and pack all the best moments into the movie. Basically, you gotta spoil everything. 
but um, the trailers, one of them is for a film called I Love You, which is directed by uh, John Derrick, who I guess at the time had just married Bo Derrick. They shacked up when she was uh, underage, and I believe she worked as an assistant on this film. In what capacity, I don't know. But the second trailer is for a, a sort of an urban New York comedy called They All Laughed, which was directed by Peter Bogdanovich, who is a, a director of some note, and stars, uh, once again, Dorothy Stratton, the star of Galaxina. And so that struck me as, as interesting, the fact that this woman in this film also appears in one of the trailers on the same videotape. So I looked her up on the Google just to see what whatever happened to her. You know, did she do two movies and then go into, I don't know, real estate, architecture or whatever. But the truth is a lot more shocking. This woman, Dorothy Stratton, Playboy Playmate of the Year 1979, began life in Canada. As a teenager, she was working as a waitress where she ran into this guy, Paul Snyder, who was this cheap hustler slash pimp found her or discovered her as this waitress and instead of putting her on the street he had bigger things in mind and so he took some nude photos of her and sent them to playboy where they fell into the hands of hugh hefner who was very interested in what he saw and invited her to california to take some pro shots and eventually she was named playmate of the year This led to a few uh, film offers, and during the filming of They All Laughed, she struck up a relationship with Peter Bogdanovich. And so there's another kind of interesting parallel, you know, John Derrick, you know, the directors (laughs) evidently were all a little bit Harvey Weinstein-ish, and we're all having affairs with their stars. Now, Peter Bogdanovich, I think, saw in her something that reminded him of Marilyn Monroe. Peter Bogdanovich is a huge film historian as well as a filmmaker. And so I'm sure Bogdanovich would have seen something quite special in in Dorothy Stratton and wanted her career to go more along the path of real acting. A bimbo on the outside, but inside there was was more going on. This natural comic timing. So I think he saw that and tried to cast her in more sophisticated roles. And over this time, she started to fall out of love for her hustler, pimp husband, Paul Snyder, who, if you've ever seen the film Casino, and if you remember James Woods' character, he looks just like that. And so Dorothy Stratton decided that she was kind of done with this Paul Snyder, which drove Snyder insane. So she invited him to where she was staying to sign divorce papers and pick up whatever he needed. But she still wanted to stay friends with him. So that's why she invited him over as a, as a gesture of friendship. Well, he came over there, brutally murdered her, sexually assaulted her corpse, and then committed suicide. So that's why you don't see much of her around anymore. Which reveals a lot about the business at the time, that it was, it was a man's game. And this was 40 years before this whole Me Too thing um, started to come out. Why it took so long... <laughs> when there's cautionary tales throughout the, you know, about a hundred years of making movies. There's Dorothy Stratton stories throughout that whole history. I mean, if you were a young, attractive woman that wanted to make it in Hollywood, you had to run this gauntlet of wolves that starts with a cheap two-bit hustler pimp, uh, moves on to a porn magnate who apparently she received many unwanted advances from Hefner. Um, You might like to look that up yourself. You know, I I don't feel I'm at liberty to discuss fact versus fiction on that. 
you know, so she moved on to him and then moved on to this Bogdanovich, this director, who probably had great big ideas for her. But the commonality between these three men is that it seems as if they felt some kind of ownership over this human, that not only do they want a piece of her, they feel entitled to a piece of her, and none more so than Paul Snyder, who felt entitled to her life. So having to deal with that, even now, let alone back then when it was the fucking Wild West in Hollywood, I can't even imagine what that's like. And I'm sure behind every big starlet, there's a story or two about a guy who promises the world in exchange for what guys want from women. So that's the story of Dorothy Stratton, and that's the story of Galaxina, the old, old, old videotape. There's a, there's a, a Video Easy Levin sticker on the actual tape and I peeled it off and underneath was a a, a much older sticker uh, also from Levin which read this video is property of John's video Levin phone 89488 now I only just remember when phone numbers changed from six to seven digits but I sure as hot hellfire do not remember a five digit phone number So that was kind of interesting to me. So that about wraps up uh, episode one of Video Zone. Next week I want to look at another older title in the collection. It may be uh, Shocking Asia, but if it's going to be Shocking Asia, I'm going to need to take that video apart and rewind it to the last five minutes, because that might be the oldest one. Until then, take care, don't adjust your set, and I'll catch up with you this time next week for another incredible episode of Video Zone. Godspeed.